Worried about your drinking? Reserve your place on today's free quit drinking webinar and get a copy of my best-selling book, Alcohol Lied to Me, as a gift just for turning up. www.stopdrinkingexpert.com Hello, hello, Sober Army. How are you? This is Craig Beck from StopDrinkingExpert.com and the author of Alcohol Lied to Me. Um, if you want a free copy of this book that has helped so many people to escape the loop of problem drinking, uh, you can get it free of charge from the website right now. StopDrinkingExpert.com. Go get it. Now, if you've just discovered this channel and you're worried about your drinking, the first thing you should be doing is hitting that subscribe button and the like button and ring the bell to get notifications. Today, we are talking about that... A uh, lovely little place that us drinkers lived where we genuinely believed that if we needed to, we could stop anytime we wanted. And when people would question us about our drinking, we would say, hey, I can stop anytime I like. I just don't like at the moment. And I think, you know, what we all tend to think is, we know that this thing that we're doing on a daily basis or binging on at the weekend, we know it's dangerous for us. We know it's going to cause us harm. And we have that ultimate fear in our head of cancer and all that horrible stuff. But we think we'll get a warning. We think we'll get a red light. And when the red light comes on, we'll stop because we can stop anytime we like, right? And a lot of people have said that to me. They said, yeah, yeah, I know I drink too much, but, you know, if I ever went to the doctor and there was something really, you know, serious going on. I just stop. Until then, I think I'm okay just to, you know, carry on as I am. Uh, and that's why I wanted to share this email uh, with you today from Tom. Uh, let's read it. Hi, Craig. Uh, it might take a little to go through this, but I wanted to reach out to any viewers you have who, have not, who are not yet convinced about the appalling long-term effects this poison might have. I'm 58. And for about 35 years, I was very definitely a serious problem drinker. At my worst, I would drink two bottles of wine a night and then drive to work the following morning, definitely still over the limit. At the weekends, I would drink even more. Over time, I started to lose friends because of my drinking and my overall health definitely suffered. I was constantly tired and had very little energy. I was probably operating at about 20% when I was at work and I was lucky to keep hold of my job. Then, about six years ago, I was admitted to hospital with severe acute pancreatitis. I've never known pain like it. I was in hospital for eight weeks. Four of these were in an induced coma, and twice the hospital had to call my nearest and dearest and tell them to come in as they didn't think I was going to make it through the night. For some reason, I survived. It obviously wasn't my time. I was told in no uncertain terms I should never drink again, and yet, less than a year later, I was back to my old ways, even after what I'd been through. I'm currently alcohol-free for about four years now. I have to admit I fell off the wagon a few times, but it was only for a couple of days each time, and I successfully managed to overcome this each time. So why am I writing to you? Five weeks ago, I was admitted to hospital again with severe abdominal pains. My bloods were all over the place and flagging up warning signs that something was wrong. A scan showed I have a cyst on my pancreas. It measured 10 centimeters by 4 centimeters, which really shocked me. After six nights in hospital, I was released but booked in for follow-up scans, which I've now had. That showed that the cyst had actually increased in size. 
I'm currently waiting to hear from the consultant surgeon about what happens next. I am right now living with the very real fear that I might have pancreatic cancer. I already have one or two symptoms, extreme fatigue, depression and low mood, loss of appetite and changes in bowel movements. I'm actually really scared. And even though I don't now drink and haven't done for some time, I know full well that my current situation is 100% due to my drinking in years gone by. So please, Craig, I'd like you to share this with your viewers and warn them of the very real risk that this poison can cause. I'm waiting for a phone call, which may possibly confirm my worst fears. And right now, my life is hell. Was this evil drug worth all this? Absolutely not. Please don't take the attractively packaged poison lightly. It is a very real killer. Tom. Powerful email. And sadly, not that uncommon. And look, today's video and today's podcast is all about not assuming that you're going to get a warning. Not assuming that you will be in such control of this situation that you will be able to see the edge of the cliff before you run over it. Look, there's this kind of, uh, there's this strange mentality with alcohol. People get a bit blasé about it. And even as though they know it kills millions of people, we still have that Hollywood image in our head of what an alcoholic looks like. And it's not us, is it? You know, the, the alcoholic, as portrayed by Hollywood, is the dirty, disheveled-looking guy staggering around with a brown paper bag with a bottle in it, looking for something to eat out of a bin, curling up on a bench in the park to get some sleep. That's how alcoholism is portrayed in the movies. But you know what? That's, that's not what it's like at all. Alcoholism is the mum who is successfully managing to look after her children, and as soon as she gets them to school, she starts drinking. It's the mom and dad who get the kids off to bed nice and early so they can open a couple of bottles of wine each. And they spend the whole evening watching TV, getting up in the morning exhausted, tired, but going off to work regardless, holding down a job and paying for the family all the time, nursing a severe alcohol problem. Until one day, something goes badly wrong. That's the truth. That's what alcoholism is. It's normal, everyday people, not the Hollywood vision of what an alcoholic looks like. And the thing is about alcohol, as well as being a poison, it's also a painkiller. And it also interferes with your brain chemistry. So the reason this drug manages to kill 3 million people every year is because it's very good at what it does. It is a very good serial killer. And we assume that, you know, it's just stupid people who get killed by alcohol. It's just losers, people down and outs, people, who, you know, not successful people, garbage. The amount of people I coach one-on-one -on -one who are absolutely top of their field, consultant surgeons, lawyers, billionaire businessmen, I've coached them all. They're not stupid people. You're not a stupid person. I'm not a stupid person. And yet this drug is coming for us doesn't care about your IQ, your background, your postcode, the part of town you live in, your gender. It doesn't care about anything. It just wants you dead. And because it has a pain-killing element to it, and because it attacks parts of the body that don't have very many nerve endings, 
a lot of the time, by the time you're having that conversation with a doctor, the conversation that you thought would be the advance warning is too late. You're being told that you have cirrhosis of the liver. And, you know, there's no dialysis machine for, for livers. If you've got cirrhosis of the liver, the only thing that's going to fix that is a liver transplant. And here's the kicker. You're not going to get one because you did it with alcohol. And unfortunately for you, there are systems and regulations in place that say you've got to demonstrate six months of sobriety before you even get on the transplant list. The wait for a liver in, in a Western country, 12 to 18 months. So you've got to survive two years with end-stage liver cirrhosis before you've got any chance of getting better. And unfortunately, the maths is going to kill you on that. If you've got end-stage liver cirrhosis, you're not living six months. You're not even going to be able to demonstrate that you're worthy of a liver. Never mind, get one. So uh, I'll stop because it's getting very depressing and I don't want to drag you down. And uh, certainly if you've already taken that step and you're on the path to sobriety, then you should feel very proud of yourself uh, and, un and just understand in your weaker moments where you're slightly tempted, just remember what I'm saying to you now. You've done a very good thing. You've protected your health and you've protected your family from having to go through a really horrible experience much sooner than was due. If you are still drinking, please take this as a heads up. You won't get the warning. Now is the time to take action. So thanks so much. Don't forget, if you want a copy of the book, go to the website, stopdrinkingexpert.com, and I will see you in the next episode of the Happy Sober Podcast. Worried about your drinking? Reserve your place on today's free quit drinking webinar and get a copy of my best-selling book, Alcohol Lied to Me, as a gift just for turning up www.stopdrinkingexpert.com